<laughs> I like this a lot. Back to Giggle Boys. No wait, Eli Halpern. You son of a bitch! I'm not ready. You have my puff bar. I'm sitting all fat. Come on. All right, I'm gonna start over. Welcome to Giggle Boys. I'm your host, Mike Eaton. I'm still Eli Halpern. Yeah, (laughs) I like opening. Get this thing away from me. You always open it, and then the one time that I opened it, we didn't use the episode. (laughs) Perfect. It was awesome because you were sitting here complaining about how bad your asshole hurt. And you were just talking about flaming hot diarrhea. And I was like, hi, welcome to Giggle Boys. And you're like, son of a bitch. Wait, I think that one came out. I don't think so. I think it was supposed to come out that week, but then a different one came out. I don't know. That, may, so that might have been the one that came out last week. Technology's hard. It's not the one that came Do you not watch? <sighs> you don't watch the episodes. I forget. No, I don't think you do either. I have to. That's how I make the clips. Yeah, but you'll give me like a review that's completely different than what the episode's actually about. No. You were like, we didn't talk about this or this or this. Yeah. And then I'll be like, yeah, we but did. But how do you verify that if you don't watch the episode? Uh, someone else tells me. Okay, sure. Or but you correct yourself. Maybe. What do you think about the words revolving sushi bar? I'm imagining you naked with a bunch of sushi on your belly and yeah. a bunch of Japanese businessmen eating off of you. I like that. I still want to film that sketch <laughs> so badly. Because I think it would be very funny to put soy sauce in my belly button. <laughs> and just be like pointing to pieces and asking if I can have them. Oh, I'm gonna throw up. I went to Kura and I ate so much that I almost to threw what? up. Kura, it's a revolving sushi bar in the Crescent up north. So the way it works is you sit down at your table, and then on your on my left hand side, there's a conveyor belt that's just going around constantly. And a little thing will come by, and it'll have a picture of whatever the dish is. And then like three of that dish come by with a little plastic lid over it, and you pull on the plate, and the lid opens up, and you take it out. But so you get like nigiri, so you can get just like two pieces. So I got like a seared beef with a new mommy oil. It was amazing. I got a bunch of salmon pieces. But so after you eat the piece of sushi, you put your plate into this little receptacle on the thing under the belt. And when you slide it in there, it adds a point. And at five, this little anime dude shows up and he's like, I have to fight this crazy monster. Please help me by giving me plates to throw at him. And I'm like, I will. What? So I'm eating more, and then at 10, he's like, I'm almost there. If I get to 15 plates, I can defeat him with a sushi rice slash. I'm like, babe, we got to get to 15 plates. What are you talking about? At the sushi place. The plates that the sushi comes on, when you finish eating it, you put the the used plate into a little hole, and you slide it down, and your screen that you can order stuff on, like tallies that you've put in a plate. And when you put in five plates, the screen stops being an order screen and plays a little anime. Like a, like a bowling alley. Yeah, but way cooler in Japanese. <laughs> it's like a little anime thing. That like, is really cool and a great marketing ploy to get it's you to ama- order And all the food. dishes are like two fucking dollars. So we get to ten plates and he's like, give me five more plates and I can defeat the monster. I'm like, holy shit, that's awesome. Babe, we have to finish five more plates. So we're eating and me and Brittany are both like stuffed at 14. I'm like, we can just take this one and throw it on the ground. I don't even care. I have to see what happens at 15 plates. But we split a roll. We put the fucking 15th plate in, and then it shows up, and he goes into battle mode, and he throws all these fucking plates at the monster. It dies, and then this machine on top of it rattles, and he goes, here's a prize for helping me out. And then a little fucking ball rolls out with a little Hello Kitty keychain in it. That sounds amazing. It was so cool. I was just in Tulum. Yeah. And, um, it was great. 
Yeah. But that place is pretty overrated. Yeah. I'm, wearing, I'm wearing the Tulum shirt right now. This shirt That's was, a Tulum shirt? Well, yeah. I mean, it's the uh, Chichen oh, Itza temples and... I don't know. I haven't even Chichen looked at Itza, it that closely. Chichen Itza, I just met <laughs> I really like this shirt because if I go out into the sun... Everything becomes colored. Oh, those shirts are so cool. I did not know they existed. I got one in Cozumel when I was like 13. I was close to Cozumel. Yeah. I I had to buy this shirt because we were trying to get food and they wouldn't let me in because I wasn't wearing a shirt. I was just in shorts. Shocker. And I was like, I thought we were on vacation. So you can do that in America, but not Tulum? I guess. Are you sure it's not pronounced Tulum? No. You're not in Tulum, Mexico? I have no idea. <laughs> I would like to call it Tulum because that makes me feel like a genius. But yeah, I got there. I forgot that I, I'm like decent at speaking Spanish. Like yeah. I can, I can pretty much get whatever I need. Yeah, but I can't understand it. <laughs> Donde esta la panocha? <laughs> me gusta mucho panocha, muy pequeño. <laughs> yeah, the place is fucking expensive, man. If um, and also if if there was ever a fire, that place would be fucked. Everything's like wicker and like mm-hmm. it's just a basic basically an entire city built out of kindle so what you're saying is you would like to commit arson and tell them <laughs> i didn't say that <laughs> but if what happens i just thought it's it gonna really be loud. pretty efficient <laughs> you should see but, how much of a cut of the insurance money you could get the the pharmacies were super expensive they had all these signs like drugs mm-hmm. steroids valium oxycodone and i was like uh how much is everything and it was all like 500 to a thousand dollars for what yeah american dollars yeah yeah what yeah it was crazy god is uh, the if, cartel if anyone... not getting covid checks like what <laughs> why are they charging so much if anyone wants to go to tulum just go to playa del carmen it's 75 percent cheaper in all aspects and it's closer to the airport and closer to cosmel and Everything really. Tulum is just for I'm on like, like a plywood Del Carmen budget right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, it was fucking cool. We went to uh, we went to see the the pyramids, the Mayan pyramids, and yeah, the tour guide was explaining how this temple like represents the rain god, and it's the middle of this hot, sunny, unbearably hot day. And you're like, line. well, he sucks at his job. No, it just started pouring rain right when he said that. No. Like, out of nowhere. What? And everyone just starts running. That's scary, yeah. <laughs> Do you think God's real in Mexico? Yeah, the, you think that's it's just regional? Place. Like, God's real in just some places? Yeah, they probably just hang around the pyramids. Yeah, if I was a cool, like, DMT entity, I wouldn't want to hang out with all these fucking loser tech people in Austin that are doing DMT for pens. I'd be like, where are the comedians? I want to go see, like... You know, Austin's crazy. where the ketamine gods hang out. Yeah. They come here and they're like, ooh, I'm TV static in your brain. <laughs> I'm a Windows 95 screensaver. <laughs> the pipes never end. <laughs> <laughs> There's a very select few of people who will get that. Yeah. And they're going to be like, that's spot on. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's so crazy. To everyone else, sorry. And Dude, I've been listening to this book, so I had to drive a lot. I'm doing some work for my old job because money. Wait, I got I got way more Tulum stuff to go through. Yeah, we can go to it. We're not like a time limit. You don't. No, I just I have to do it all at once or I'll forget and never get back to it. Oh, come on. All right, go back. Tell me more Tulum stuff. So there's this thing <laughs> called cenotes. Yeah, yeah. Which is just like natural swimming pools. You couldn't remember fucking pools. natural swimming pools if we veered away from this? 
No. You posted pictures of it on your old Instagram and your new one. Yeah. Big Daddy Banhammer over here. It's I, so hard to take you seriously in those sunglasses. It's so bright. Why would in you? Here. Did you take me seriously before? Yeah. Why? For the show. When have I ever said anything serious? A lot. You try and be serious all the time. No, I'm just angry. <laughs> okay. I can be silly and angry. So, Sonota, so you went swimming in natural swimming pools? Yeah, man. And these, they were like the perfect temperature. Mm hmm. And 74. About. Yeah. Felt about. It's the perfect water temperature. And, uh, you know, I tasted it. It yeah. tasted pretty fresh. <laughs> yeah, you tasted it? It was crystal clear. It didn't taste like. We went with, I thought we were, might have been with, like in the wrong area because it was me and the lady. Girl. And like a bunch of Mexican people that didn't speak English. And we were the only white people in that whole area. I thought you're Spanish, es bueno. It, it is. That has nothing to do with the fact that there were no other travelers from outside of the country. Well, yeah, you found a good spot. You wouldn't go to a no, taco was, spot with just Mexican It was very like, touristy. Oh, no, can I be here? No, it was very touristy. Yeah. But all the tourists were also Mexican. So Ooh. I was like, I was like, are we in the right place? I don't know. We end up getting lost. <laughs> so <from> guapo. The- <laughs> right? We got this, uh, we got like this waterproof bag to put all our stuff in and uh-huh. I'm carrying it around and, and she's like, hey, you like close that properly, right? And I'm like, of course. And I look and it, the whole thing is just filled with water. <laughs> so like five minutes into getting there. I think I was on acid. Yeah. Yeah, I was. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm Did not your good phone at... survive? Yeah. Everything survived. It just... Uh, Soggy. I had to sit in the middle of a cave and just <laughs> take everything out and stack it on this these lava rocks and just like dump the water out. And I was like, ah, oh, this is not how I meant to start this day. <laughs> yeah, but it's also like... If you imagine everyone else that had been in that cave for the last thousand years, and you were trying to explain to the first person in that cave that you would come in here to put your electronics on a rock to empty out your waterproof bag, that'd be fun. They'd just... probably be like, yeah, we do the same thing. <laughs> no, they'd be like, gay? <laughs> <laughs> or whatever caveman Spanish is. Caveman Spanish? <laughs> I would say the first person in the cave ever. Let's talk about people that wouldn't understand any of the words in that sentence. Continue. You're implying that ancient humans were less intelligent. Yeah, obviously. They didn't have cell phones. Yeah, because they could communicate telepathically. No, they couldn't. Maybe. Then why did they get fucking... All right, why did they keep fucking Neanderthals? They kept fucking monkey people way longer than they should have. Because they were sick of women. You know how I know? Because I'm way too high of a percentage of Neanderthal for it to have all stopped at the same time. Someone in my family was still fucking monkey people way after they were supposed to. It sucks. And 23andMe was like, hey, you have a muscular skeletal build that is like equivalent to like Olympic level weightlifters. And then it was like, find out why. And I clicked why. I was like, you are in a large percent Neanderthal. I was like, ah, son of a bitch. That's probably why you can drink so much and do so many drugs. Yeah. Ozzy Osbourne had a thing. Yeah, I got that. Where uh, he had a bunch of Neanderthal genes that caused him to like process drugs and alcohol way better or faster. Maybe. But there's a cenote inside the temple, this temple. Oh, wow. Which I thought was pretty insane. But, like, you can't see it, and it's, like, pitch black in there. And they got to illuminate that place somehow, or they uh-huh. used to. So, uh, I don't know, probably. Oh, it wasn't, they didn't figure this out? This isn't a problem you solved? No. It was just still dark? You need your phone flashlight? I. You can't go inside. Oh, what? But you can see from outside that you can't see inside. 
That's so there's annoying. like a cenote inside of. I think we're gonna get to swim in that one. No, man, that would. It's, thing's too sacred. It's like a national landmark. That's. If there was a pool, uh, oh, I will go swim in the pool at the Washington Monument. Isn't that important? Um, for us, that's our no. Big, that's our big national penis. That thing's like <laughs> like yeah, our capital's got a penis. That thing's like a uh, hundred, two hundred years old. Yeah, it's pretty good. This thing was like two thousand, and it's, that's more than a hundred. We have moon rocks that we've touched. I touched a moon rock. That's you mean hologram rocks? No, it was it was a rock. <laughs> it wasn't from Hollywood, where they filmed the moon landing. It was from the moon, because we definitely went there eventually. See, here's my thing. I don't know about. Anything to do with physics at all, because that was a very hard class for me. So I've heard very smart people make sides that there was no moon landing at the time and that there was definitely a moon landing at the time. And I saw Buzz Aldrin punch a guy in the face for saying that he didn't land on the moon. So I tend to be on the side of we were at the moon. But like I don't know if the first one was when we were there because the flag's waving and there's no wind in space. That's all. Yeah, I, I don't. That's all I have for that. One. I don't even want to think about it. I, I'm going to go in too deep of a rabbit hole. Okay, so I just know that swimming in Cenote is my favorite thing. <laughs> what else happened in Tullum? <laughs> Did you eat some? We we veered uh, off from the group, fish, and then yeah, a lot of fish, ceviche, a lot of ceviche, aguachile, uh, one unit of that, <laughs> and one unit of aguachile, por favor. <laughs> it wasn't that good. It was too spicy and very limey at the same time. Yeah, well, the lime juice cooks it. Yeah, well, not a fan. Well. You're wrong. <laughs> Your opinion is wrong <laughs> on food. It's incorrect. No, that's fine. I get that, too. It is too limey sometimes. They put too many onions in the pico. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we, we got totally lost from the group, and we're just mm. on acid wandering through this cenote park. Uh-huh. And we're like, oh, we're not supposed to go in there. Let's go in there. Yeah, okay. So good. we go into, like, an abandoned cenote, and, like... <laughs> And, like, 50 bats just fly out. And I was like, oh, shit. I had never been that close to bats before. Yeah, you have. I don't think I've ever seen a bat. I yeah, saw there's one that bat. bat comedian. We did a show with him. What? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I smoked a lot of weed today, and I haven't slept very much. <laughs> so I saw bats But it would before. be so funny if there was a comedian that was a bat. <laughs> There's a comedian that's a chicken. Do you remember that guy? <laughs> no, that's a person dressed like a chicken. Yeah. I'm not saying a person dressed like a bat. I'm saying a bat. You know the animal you just talked about? Imagine that in front of a microphone trying to do comedy. Uh, but how is he going to be standing? He, they, they don't stand up. They hang. <laughs> I like the videos that they, where they flip it upside down and, and all the bats are hanging. It looks like they're at a dance party. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? No. Okay. Let's keep going. All right, I'm imagining a clothing rack with one <laughs> hanger and a bat. Yeah. That's the only way this would work. Or the microphone is hanging for the bat, and the bat's hanging here. What's the deal with airline bugs or, or whatever? No? God. No. You're, you're a tough well, crowd. I don't, I don't know why the microphone This must be how down. you felt it. WTF last night. Yeah, that was bad. Oof. Yeah, that was the first time I bombed in like two years. Yeah. It hurts, doesn't it? Yeah. It, honestly, it felt good. You're broken. I had, I had so many like kind of bad things happen that I was just like, 
All right, life. <laughs> cool. Let's go. I think my brain's like backwards, dude. Yeah. Whenever like good things happen, I'm like, fuck, something bad's about to happen. But yeah. then when bad things happen, I'm like, okay, things are about to start picking up. Yeah, no, that's probably a good attitude. It probably made Tullum hard to enjoy. Because you were like, oh, it's so good. Bad things are about to happen. And then they did. I mean, I was constantly getting ripped off, so it oh. wasn't... Th- it kept it kept it at bay. I feel like you've told me that you intentionally have some bad shit happen to you so that you know good things will happen too. You like microdose your bad shit. Kinda. Yeah. I mean, I I can't, I, can't, I don't really have control over it. Yeah, but you do but like some like hope... self sabotage. You should just start probably like, taking your food before you eat it and throwing it on the ground and be like, well, now nothing bad will happen for a little while. <laughs> My food was already on the ground. <laughs> Dude, I I found this dog last night. I was mm-hmm. on my way to the show. Or I was coming out in my garage to get in my car to go to the show. This dog just walks into my garage. Tell me more about the dog. And I'm just like, hey, buddy. Uh, I look around, and there's no one out there. He didn't have a collar or anything. And I was like, well, can't, what can't it just leave like? you out here. Uh, it was like a husky German Shepherd mix. It was super cool. Oh, that's such a pretty dog. It was a she. She? And so I let her in my house. And oh, she's and, a little dog vagina for Pablo. Yeah, yeah. Her and yeah. Pablo got along. Yeah. And I was like, Make fuck. weird I even, puppies. I don't even want to go to this show anymore. I just want to hang out with these dogs yeah. and watch them play with each other. Yeah. But I was like, oh, I got to go do comedy. So I locked <laughs> Pablo in my room. I left the dog in the house. Mm-hmm. And I have a little doggy door so yeah. she could go out to the bathroom and stuff. And uh, I leave. I, I told the host, I was like, hey, I got to like find this dog's owner. So I got to just like come in and then leave. Uh-huh. And um, so I come in, bomb really quick, and then (laughs) I'm like, well, it's not all bad. I get to go home and play with dogs right now. And then I get home, and the dog is just gone. And That's crazy. That which means that she jumped a six-foot fence where there was a blind spot for my cameras. She's like a Tom Cruise dog. Mission Impossible. (laughs) All right. I like that one. They're, they're coming together. I just touched this plant. It scared me. I held it in real good. I was going to go, ah! but I didn't. Like Jonah Hill and accepted. Yeah. Is there more Tullum? A lot. Jesus. How long were you there? A week. God. But you know how in life I'm like, I got to do all this shit every day. Yeah. You did that in Tullum too? Yeah. Fucking I don't, I don't believe in relaxing. Like I don't. If I want to go sit somewhere and just sit on the beach and drink. Yeah, go to Albuquerque. I could just put oh, on a VR beach. headset. Yeah, 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 there you go. No, That that's... actually sounds nice. Yeah, you're an idiot. A for VR it. headset and a bottle. Just sit there and get hammered and look around at the virtual world. That's, yeah, except that's... it's going to be like 71 because you're inside your house and you'll be sitting in a bed or a couch, not on the beach. And yeah, that sounds way better. You're a crazy person. <laughs> you have to have AirPods. Like noise canceling ones in, so you didn't have to hear the world around you. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah. No, I know. I had a VR headset. We've talked about this. <laughs> VR headset, auto blow AI, massage back chair. But yeah, we were drinking the whole time, and I don't think I got drunk once. Wow. And they taste like strong drinks. They taste like strong drinks. I don't know why, man. It was just uh acid sometimes cancels booze for me in a weird way. Yes, that is true. But even on other occasions, I don't know. It just wouldn't work or I would just drink to the point where I'm like, all right, I'm tired now. You remember that time that guy gave us acid outside of the bar in Huntington Beach? Yeah. He still saved in my phone as Geneva Convention. Why? Because he told me to save him as that. Like, <laughs> so this dude was sitting there, 
at like a bar top table for the whole show. He didn't laugh like the whole fucking time. And then afterwards, he's like, hey, you guys were really funny. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, we didn't think you enjoyed anything. He's like, no, I've been making acid all day. I'm like, making acid? He goes, yeah. I'm like, okay. He goes, stay right here. And he went to his car and he came back. And he gave us each, like, two little sweet tarts of acid. Yeah, they were, like, in the wrapper, too. In and the they foil. just had, like, a little dot on them. And, and they had, like, a wet spot on him. And he goes, these are, like, between two and 12 hits each. Here you go. And that was what he said to us. And I was like, well, that's a big range. And I remember thinking, like, these are terrifying. I should not eat these for a while until I have nothing to do. And then fast forward, like, two months, we were drinking until 2 a.m. And then we get back to your apartment at, like, 2.30. we're like... Let's split the acid and see if it works. And then we hung out for like an hour. Yeah, and I feel like nothing happened, right? I don't, nothing happened. Literally nothing happened. And then I was like, all right, man, I'm just going to go home if we're not going to be tripping. I'm pretty drunk. You know, okay, be good. So then I got down to my car and I ate my other sweet tarts. Because <laughs> I was like, well, if I don't do anything, I at least like sweet tarts. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was driving home and I remember like the last five minutes of my drive i started being like man i'm such a good driver like it's so clear out like the world looks awesome like man it must the sun must be coming up this is i guess it's not the sun man it looks cool oh it's the acid the acid is (laughs) kicking in oh fuck (laughs) and then as i pulled in i parked and i already had the giggles really bad (laughs) so i just walked in to my house at like 4 30 in the morning just going My roommates were like, what the fuck? And I tried to lay down. I couldn't sleep at all. And then I started to get a hangover. I was like, oh, no. So I went outside into the like patio behind my house, and I puked my brains out for like an hour while just tripping violently while like three of them are getting ready for work. <laughs> so like they all have to go past me at different points. Like, hey, bud, how you doing? I'm like, I'm fucking crazy. That sounds terrible. It was, that's, that's the last time I did acid after 2 a.m. <laughs> I, won't, I won't do it anymore because it never ends up Yeah, I remember good. I had Okay, I did it two more times after 2 a.m., but <laughs> you shouldn't. I had my share of the acid, and I, I lost it, and I don't remember giving it to you, but I guess you ate that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad it went to use. It did. Oof. I was listening to this book on tape, and someone said that to get ready for the acid movie Skidoo, that Groucho, Mar- Groucho Marx was in a movie about acid where he played an acid dealer named God. And to get ready for the role, Groucho Marx ate 300 micrograms of window pane acid and just tripped his tits off. That's a good way to get ready for a lot of things. It's, yeah. But, I, dude, I've been listening to also, this. Also, Is respect. there more Tullum? Can yeah, we veer off? Can we come back? Can you can you write it down on your hand like a fucking stand-up set? <laughs> you have a pen? It's a weed pen. <laughs> or CBD C. officer. I'm seeing my lawyer tomorrow. So how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, I still can't bring back all those dead kids. Yeah. Dude, you didn't like Suicide Squad? No, not at all. All right, spoiler time. You didn't think Weasel was amazing? <laughs> as soon as Weasel came on screen, I was like, that's Pablo. Dude, Weasel was the best part. Have you seen it? Are we going to... Yeah, Weasel was oh, the best part. Shit, I'm Weasel sorry. Weasel was the best part, and that's because he gets introduced and then dies within five minutes. Yeah, but... And then the rest of the movie was terrible. No, 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 no. Weasel All not only like, gets introduced, the scenes but just when change, they're introducing him... And you're just like, what the fuck's going on? And then they have, like, the the writing 
in like branches and it's just like trying to be creative and it's just like all of it was just stupid. I enjoyed the part where I was in a reclining chair eating snacks in a theater, <laughs> but the actual movie was just I, it was hard to ah, sit there. That makes me so conflicted because I love what you just said about reclined chair eating snacks. <laughs> that, but I hate everything else about that sentence. Dude, that shark guy is exactly awesome. you when you're blackout drunk. <laughs> For sure. Absolutely. Just like he retarded his and hand only talks about like, eating. Yes, that is your hand. <laughs> and, like, dude, no. When they said the weasel... Like he's harmless. Well, he killed twenty-seven children. So he's not <laughs> harmless. And then they throw him in the water, and he drowns. He just drowns. Fucking five minutes of the movie. I was laughing so hard I couldn't breathe. And did you not watch the very end? He lived. Yeah. It was there has pointless. to be a weasel spinoff. No, they set up everything for more weasel. Yeah, but dude, the whole movie was just pointless. You're pointless. It was entertainment. That was the purpose. I wasn't entertained. I wanted to leave. Why? I was bored. Oh, because your life is so cool that watching awesome superheroes be funny and sarcastic isn't entertaining? Partially, yes. God, I hope you kill yourself. <laughs> Piece of shit. Your life's so good that cool movies bum you out. God, I could be banging two chicks at the same time on a beach and tell them I'm here watching Sylvester Stallone be a shark god and fight a giant fucking starfish Wait. in fucking Africa, I guess. Wait, that was Sylvester Stallone? Yes! <laughs> Sylvester Stallone voice oh, that Dunway. makes way. I, I see it now. Yeah. yeah, for sure. That is. Yeah, it totally That's is. awesome. No, uh, Tulum, uh, we went to Cozumel. It's Tulum! I went scuba diving. And I haven't, I've only scuba dived once before uh-huh. in the Galapagos Islands. Mm-hmm. Super boring. Did you uh, pee in your scuba suit? Dude, I there's a myself right term now. for the enjoyment of peeing in a scuba suit that's urinophoria. But it has an E at the beginning, I believe. I saw it in a book one time. Continue. <laughs> I doubt it starts with an E. Probably doesn't. <laughs> but uh, I did have to pee, so I didn't, I didn't do it for the pleasure of you were... <laughs> pissing all over myself. I just... <laughs> Had to pee, and I was like, oh, I'm underwater. It's probably not that big of a deal. Yeah, except it attracts sharks. Whatever, man. It doesn't. I saw two sharks. Two baby sharks about this big. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I made that joke. Good. Good. And then I saw a one-armed sea turtle just sitting at the bottom eating a fish. And it was just right there, and he was huge. And a one-armed sea turtle? Yeah, he was missing a fin. Process. I was thinking about a dad coming home to his children and being like, Dad, he's drunk, do 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 and just ruining it for his kids. And that was in my head. And then I was like, oh, one-armed sea turtle, sorry. <laughs> Mike is stoned, do 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 But yeah, man, it was so colorful. There were so many fish. Mm-hmm. There were so many colorful fish. And so much colorful was coral. This a restaurant? Or no, scuba diving. This was, <laughs> yeah. this was about 20 meters below the sea. Wow, when you, what's that in real units? I don't know what 20 meters is. What's uh, a meter? I think a meter's like three feet. That's a yard. I think a meter's like a yard. They're different. They're then. Okay, we'll just pretend it's yards. So you were 20 yards under the water? No. How many yards? What is, I think, times 1.2? I don't know, We don't need to derail this because I'm bad at math. Yeah, come on, you're 20 meters under the sea. Is that a league? How how many meters are in a league? It's out of your league. Jules Verne went 20,000 leagues. 
That's a lot of meters. It's 3.37 inches. A meter is? Whoa. You mean feet? Oh, feet. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, three feet, 3.7, oh. 3.37 inches. <laughs> if a meter was just 3.7 inches, I'd be like, hey, baby, trying to see this two-meter cock? What's up? <laughs> I'm lying. It's barely one meter. <laughs> Oh. So yeah, it's like almost that's like about sixty feet. Okay. And um That's far fuck, man. Being You're underwater just to nothing? Yeah. You have air coming in? Yeah. You weren't scared of the bends? No. You gotta you gotta once you get up to like a certain level, you gotta stay there for uh three to five minutes to let your nitrogen levels neutralize or something. They gave you NOS? No. Oh you're just nitrogen blood. comes okay. out in your blood <laughs> yeah. while you're at the bottom of the sea. I don't really know the science behind it. I believe all that. It's fine. But uh, if you <laughs> don't do that and you get up too quick, if you just go directly up. That's the bends. You die slowly. Yeah. And uh, apparently it's very painful and there's nothing Ooh, you can do. Fun way to kill someone. I mean, if you already have them at the bottom of the ocean. No, <laughs> you, think... take, you take them out under the ruse of a scuba dive and then you attach one of those like solo torpedo like engines to them and shoot them up with it it would be so much easier just to drown them at the while they're scuba diving no, 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 no. and then you don't have to deal with carrying the body around i'm not trying to carry the body around i'm trying to make it look like an accident and kill them in it a doesn't kill you way. immediately i know it's painful so you have to like hang out with them after yeah i'm killing them and, and i want to like... watch them die <laughs> if someone has made me bad enough i'm going to kill them i want to enjoy it right i don't know i would if i wanted to kill someone i, I would just want to get rid of them well, I don't want to get caught, but that's why I make it look like an accident. And the whole time I get to be a sociopath and just be like, oh, I'm so concerned. I can't believe they went up so fast. What could have happened? Yeah, you're a sick bastard. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That's not how you want to kill someone? You don't no, want to find I'd rather way? just take the thing out of their mouth and hold it. Yeah, but then your handprints are going to be on it. Someone's going to witness. Uh, I guess someone will probably see me attaching a motor to the. <laughs> Sorry, I just like to sometimes think of cool ways to get away with murder. It just entertains Well, me. in Texas, just invite them to your house. No, because there's always a paper trail of you inviting them. There's, there's no way that they're going to come unprovoked to your home unless you can establish a motive why they'd be there. So you have to figure out a way to establish a motive for them to come Well, you can invite them, and then they can get a change of heart and decide to murder you. And you're going to prove that. Continue. All right. So tell me more about tell them. Put an unregistered gun in their hand after. I don't know. What are you, the cops? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Dude, it's crazy how often that, like, gag comes up of just, like, cops planning evidence on, like, sitcoms and, like, cartoons. I haven't seen that. It's on, like, at least eight family. I guess, I don't know. Family Guy doesn't count. Yeah. I guess that's true. <laughs> it's funny how a very offensive yeah. comedy cartoon made for adults Says offensive things. Yeah, that's fair. No, it's pretty on brand. Yeah. And then after that, so we did that dive, and then... 9-11. We went to another dive where we went into a sunken ship. Uh -huh. And this one was like 25 meters deep. So... Wow. It's like 75 feet. Yeah. And this... Dude, it was just this big-ass sunken boat, and we were just going through these little... uh Alleyways, any, and... like power ups or anything in there? <laughs> like it was just you were just swimming through. There weren't rings 
Was there treasure to collect? Could you take nah. pic- did you take pictures? No, it was just like being in an abandoned do you, do you ever so find like I an abandoned well, insane no, no, just, asylum? But hear me out on something. If have I you ever you seen up. an abandoned insane asylum? I'll, I feel I've like everyone. Pictures. Have you been to one? No. I feel like everyone has found one in their hometown. We used to have one that was on like an army base. Wait, everyone has found one in their hometown. Yeah. Well, we had one, and I don't live in a. I, I'm not from a crazy area. I'm from Orange County. So you are from a city that someone laughed at you saying you were from there because they're like, I thought that was all businesses. <laughs> Fuck, who said that to me? Steve Hernandez, Chatterbox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. All right. <laughs> um, I remember because I was like, why won't he compliment me? <laughs> <laughs> that's not a compliment. He laughed at your joke and then was like, this is why that's No, he, he didn't. I wasn't telling a joke. I was just like, I'm from Irvine. And then he laughed. Yeah, and I was like, that's even better. He I laughed was like, at a what? not joke of yours. I was like, why is that funny? And he's like. I don't know, man. I just can't imagine anyone living there. It's just—it's all businesses. Yeah. And I was like, all right. Uh, I still, I have to, whatever. Continue. More about tell them. But yeah, there's this. Is, uh, no, this is my hometown. Oh. There's this army oh, base yeah. with an abandoned, Irvin. like insane asylum, mm-hmm. and we would just go there sometimes and just throw bricks through the windows and like kick doors in and. Oh, we just did that to people's houses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this wasn't hurting anyone. This was a victimless crime. Boring. <laughs> but it, it was kind of like that, except underwater. You threw bricks through a ship? No, just feeling like I'm walking through these. That's not all we did. We oh. didn't just go there to break things. <laughs> okay. We would like look around and stuff and then like, ooh, a locked door. Mm-hmm. My foot works. <laughs> <laughs> we both solved that puzzle at the same time. <laughs> it's uh, an unexpected gift, but a welcome one. Yeah. Yeah. Good, but yeah, man, scuba diving's cooler. It's it's way cooler than walking around. So, what'd you do after scuba diving? Met some kid who could do these crazy spinning kicks. Uh huh. Did you fight him? No. And then we stayed in Playa del Carmen, and I was like, for the last like couple days, I was like, hey, uh, Tulum's great and stuff, but we should go to Playa del Carmen because I was just sick of getting fucked in the ass every yeah. time I like bought a drink or something. Mm-hmm. And Plyno Carmen is, is so weird much tradition. cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> How can I have a mojito? <sighs> I can get it over with. Jesus. How are you guys all still going? I've had like eight of these. That's pretty common for women. <laughs> no, I'm saying, but like if a dude gets, he bones you in the butt eight times, he's not going to be tired. I got maybe two and then I need a nap. <laughs> giving or receiving? Giving. If I do two comes. I have a pretty long refractory period, too. Like, after I come, it's going to take me a minute. Yeah, you got to, like, build up. Yeah. That's like a uh, Super Saiyan. I don't, I don't have a hyperbolic time chamber, though. I just I just have foreplay. <laughs> and then my Super Saiyan comes back. What if you had sex in a hyperbaric chamber? I don't know what a hyperbaric chamber is. I, assume I don't either. I always thought that they were saying hyperbolic time chamber in Dragon Ball Z because a hyperbole is like a gross exaggeration and it grossly exaggerates time. But then I was watching Blue Mountain State and the guy gets in like a hyperbaric pressure chamber thingy that looked like a real version of that. So I don't know. And I, that was such a good show. It was. That was, that was my favorite show at one point when I was yeah. like 18. We called our we called our college house the the goat shed. Good, and I and I drew a whole decal on the beer pong table. Nice. 
Stupid. Are you good at beer pong? Mm, what do you think? I feel like you're going to be terrible at it. It's fun to watch. It depends. Yeah. Sometimes I'll just do really good, and then other times I'll do terrible. I don't know. I, don't, I played I don't for understand. the first time like a week or two ago. And you have so much height. Right. I feel like you would just be able to throw it down more. Like you just come from up here at a skyscraper level. It's usually my technique. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was pretty much it. That was, sounds like a good vacation. Yeah, and then we had to get to the, it the was airport like funny. three hours before <laughs> the the flight took off, uh-huh. and we had to get results saying that we didn't have COVID. Yeah. So I got my first COVID test. Nice. How'd you do? Uh, I passed. You have COVID? No. Oh. They didn't go that far up my nose. I I like jumped back. It doesn't feel good. No. I feel like I would like to talk to people who have never done cocaine and ask them a one to ten on the pain and know if it was more or less than my pain. Because I feel like I've probably routed away some of that fucking area up there they got to because it hurt real bad. Like they shoved that bitch in there. I was like, oh, no. Mine wasn't terrible. I wouldn't do it again. You wouldn't do it again? No. Okay. But yeah, I got I got to the airport and then I was just blowing money on food and drinks, trying to like pass the three hours until my flight. Nice. And then I saw they had a, a like a like a business class a business lounge. Uh huh. Where I don't know if you've ever fucked with those, but yeah, for like course. thirty bucks you can just hang out in there and it's like really nice. Or and there's all these little snacks and unlimited drinks and they have their own Wi Fi and it's faster than the airports. If so I was like, ooh, I'm like Amex, 50 you bucks. You should get a lot of them for free. You should get yeah. one of those. I have one of them. I have one for business stuff. I don't know which one gets me in somewhere, but. Go ask them. Yeah. I, I would have to go con- to an airport to get the answers the next to that question. Time, I'm just telling you, you don't pay the. Th- yeah, I would figure you, master of all schemes, would be like, I'm not paying $30 for this. Well. I'm going to scheme. You You can't. You can't just go to every business lounge because there's a different one for every airline, and you can't just go from terminal to terminal. <laughs> Hi, my name is American. My father started American Airlines. I would like to come into the Admiral's Lounge, please. And they'd be like, oh, Mr. American, right this way. You don't think that would happen? You're a fool. Probably not. So you went in. This was the one in. They, they have an airport in Tulum? or Cancun. Cancun, okay. It goes Cancun, Playa del Carmen, then Tulum. Okay. So, yeah, I was saying, like, yeah, we should go to Playa del Carmen because everything's fucking expensive. And then after we scuba dove, dived, dove, Mm -hmm. we stayed in Playa del Carmen. Mm -hmm. And the hotel that night was, like, a fourth of the price. And all the food and drinks were, like, so much cheaper. And I was like, yeah. Ah, vacation. (laughs) Now now we're in Mexico. (laughs) Taking a break from spending all my fucking money. (laughs) (laughs) This is so nice and relaxing. Yeah, it was borderline painful. Yeah. I imagine spending all that money being very painful for you. I was just like, come on, man. How are you going to charge 25 bucks? (laughs) Come on, a man. Not in Tulum. Oh, yeah, it'd be like 30 pesos there. And then they would charge you five hundred dollars for the boner pills you'd need to come on that man. I did take Viagra. Yeah, I found a, a reasonable deal on those. Viagra I or Cialis? They were like four bucks a pill, which isn't a good price. It's yeah. like that's like a normal price. I've been taking that Viagra that says Alprazolam on the bottle. <laughs> it's awesome. It makes me so good at sex. <laughs> that's Xanax. 
No, it's the, the chemical name for Viagra. How does Xanax make you good at sex? No, it's al- It's Viagra. It makes my dick hard. That's sildenafil citrate. Yeah. No. Um, I was joking. What's What's the one you were talking about? Cialis. Cialis. That's, that's, that scares me because it lasts like three days. But it, it doesn't make you get a boner the whole time. It's just anytime you get a boner, it's going to be a good one. Okay, I'm sold. My, my old boss explained this to me that you want to take. Cialis over Viagra, because if you just take a Viagra, they're like the same price from Mexico. I, hmm. <laughs> well, there's no chance his wife watches this podcast. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> my, my old old boss. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> so, more happenings in Mexico. <laughs> Oh, you flew back at this point. You're back already? Can I tell you about the thing I was learning about yet? Because <laughs> I learned some pretty interesting stuff. Oh, that comedy book you're reading? It's inc- I, didn't, I don't read. I was listening. <laughs> I'm going to look at words on a page. It's beneath me. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, it's a book called The Comedians by Cliff Nesterov. And it's like the history of American comedy. Because like, I've heard people say Mark Twain was technically like the first stand-up kind of person and i've heard all like these comedians kind of jerk off and talk about that but then i was listening so it started like you say mark twain yeah you know you know what vaudeville is at all yes all right so 1950s way before that theater 20s 10s and 20s okay so they have like these people and they'd go up and they do these routines then eventually there's this dude frank fay and he's like i don't need anyone else on stage with me and i don't need your bullshit so he goes up there by himself and is just crushing it. I feel like the other guy at the time was uh, maybe Milton Berle. But there was a Jewish dude at the time that started getting popular afterwards. It did the same thing. And the main dude, Frank Fay, hated Jews. Very vocal about it. He was like, fucking hate them. And talk- didn't say fucking because that would have been crazy back then. But so he like hated Jews. And then people were like, well, you guys should do like a battle. Did they talk about cussing? Yeah, a lot. So this guy that like one of the guys that first like pioneered cussing on stage was a dude named B.S. Pulley. And he would start off and his opener was like, my name's B.S. Pulley. And the B.S. isn't for Boy Scout. It's for bullshit. And people would lose their fucking minds. And he got banned from radio and like kicked out of all these places. And like it was crazy. And like uh, Lenny Bruce, they talk about he would do like hours and hours of stand-up at strip clubs and he loved doing comedy at strip clubs because he was like if you can make a stripper laugh you can make anyone laugh i was like oh i would love lenny bruce strippers are easy to make laugh mm, when they're on the clock you get them no, off just the in clock. general uh, if you say so <laughs> so uh but it's so fat there was like so i had no idea hugh hefner was super important to comedy and like stand up as a whole there were these playboy comedy clubs that were in cities all over the country and like there were there was a point in time where if you wanted to be a paid stand up comic you started off by doing the playboy circuit and you would just go and do all those clubs hugh hefner was the first person to put a black comic on stage in front of white audiences he fucking just murdered it was crazy there was a like a Jewish circuit in northern New York area called the Borscht Belt where they all did Jew jokes. And then there was a black version of it called the Chitlin Circuit. And there was a guy on that named Pygmy Markham. And his like whole deal is he would he would go up there as a black comic 
in blackface. Not as a joke about it. It was because all of the comedians until like the 30s went up in blackface. And he was like, well, this is what you do for comedy. You put on blackface and you go do your routines. What? Everybody back then stole shit. Nobody wrote their own material. Nobody started off doing their own material. To start off as a stand-up comic, you picked your favorite comedians and then you did their routines for people. That's weird. That was how com- like that was how all these comics started and people didn't start getting vicious about like bit stealing until like the 50s. But like there were people so this dude uh Jack Roy. So he goes he starts as a comic at like these delis and pharmacies in New York and he's doing his fucking jokes. And then he starts selling jokes and he'd sell them for like a dollar a piece to all these other fucking kids. They'd buy his jokes so they could use them. And then he's just not getting where he wants to in comedy. So he drops out to go and sell aluminum siding for houses. There's this whole thing where like all these like guys that came back from the first world war are selling aluminum siding and it's making them a shit ton of money. Maybe it's the second world war. I'm not good at time, but he's like conning people out of this essentially. So the FBI does this huge, big sting to figure out who's like jipping people out of money for like selling them fake aluminum siding. Be like, Hey, give me the money for it. And then never showing up. And they catch this guy, Jack Roy. They're like, can't do this again. So then he moves to fucking California and he changes his name to Rodney Dangerfield. It's like, what the fuck? (laughs) That's where that guy came from. That's crazy. That's nuts. I know he like didn't, blow up until he was like 40 or something yeah well that and was when he, he came died back and he, he changed like his name 60 uh, a little older than that because he was in like little nicky yeah he was yeah he was lucifer yeah he or... has tits at one point or tits on his head maybe i don't know i haven't seen little nicky in a long time dude that was my favorite movie dude all of comedy like started off with like uh the mob so the mob and like organized crime ran comedy for years. There was this one dude, uh, Joey Lewis. He gets like a gig. He's like two years into comedy. He's still just doing other people's material, by the way, like just doing other people's jokes. And he gets booked like a paid gig to go make like five hundred dollars to go and perform at this fucking presentation house that's run by this one mob. What if you said that? Like someone was like, how long have you been doing comedy? Like, oh, three years. I'm still just doing other people's material though. Isn't that insane <laughs> to think about? Like, cause there's still some comics that do that. I'm like, oh, you're not plagiarizing. You're just trying to be a twenties comic. You know, <laughs> wait, what? Like, there's people, people now that, do that, you know, when you see people like there's a couple in Austin that do like old Dimitri Martin jokes. We've seen them together. We, we I don't want to name names on here. Cause it'll, it's whatever, but I, don't oh, I know, but there's a few of them. of them that are people that are in the Austin comedy scene that do, like jokes that have been and like it has been brought that to their attention. Jokes. They're like, I don't care. I wrote it. And it's like, you probably wrote it after listening to that. Anyways. So this guy goes and he's booked to do this fucking place. And then he goes out drinking with some other comedians in town. And this guy that runs a competing place is like, come do my place. I'll pay you more. The guy's only a couple years in. So he's like, fuck yeah, I'll make more and go do the other fucking place in town. So he no shows is one gig. He does the other place. Turns out it's run by like a rival mafia dude. So the OG mafia guys sent some dudes after him they go up to his hotel room they beat the shit out of him they cut him from ear to ear they slit his throat to try and kill him fuck him up completely the dude lives it takes him three years to learn to talk again and then when he comes back he starts doing comedy again for the mafia and because he never snitched they paid him for the rest of his life and he was a very well-paid comedian until he died just doing mafia comedy because they fucking cut him up and he didn't snitch that's crazy that's insane also just goes to show how sick in the head comedians are. 
that will almost get murdered and like ah, I gotta keep doing comedy dude all of them sold drugs and started doing heroin together I'm at the part I'm not even all the way done with the book now but I'm at the part right now where they all started doing acid and George Carlin is talking about how important acid was for the start of his career and Richard Pryor is talking about how important acid was for his career really and like there was a dude that was doing a late night set um, on TV and took a bunch of acid and in the report about it he's like I get out there and I'm a bunch of LSD and he asked me have you taken LSD Generally, but I was so fucked up. I was like, oh, no, he knows it has a meltdown. I don't remember who it was, but like that's just a comic. It was on Sounded a late, like Ron like, Jeremy. Like on a late, all of my accents are Ron Jeremy, Eli. Everyone in my head is Ron Jeremy. It sucks. It's like Polka Dot from Suicide Squad that only sees his mom. I only hear that was Ron, funny. I only hear Ron Jeremy. <laughs> so it's a fucking great book. I got a, a hangnail. Oh, that sucks. I got it, though. Good. You don't have to hang out anymore. Dude, these sunglasses are nice. Are they? These lights are bright. I know. I feel great with these on. I feel like a star. I feel like I'm on a movie set. I think I'm going to keep these on. It's keeping. I think the lights are bright enough that it gets rid of the shadow that would create my second chin. No. It looks like I only have one chin. (laughs) Shut up and let me have this. I don't want to lie. I only have one chin because the lights are so bright, Eli. (laughs) Dude, I have to pee really bad. I went to a work thing with my mom. And afterwards, we're driving, and she's taking a phone, like a work phone call, and she replies to someone, and she says, hey, sorry, I couldn't talk today. I was surrounded by Indians. And I was like, I don't think there were any Indian people there today. And also, why couldn't you talk in front of them? So she finishes her business call, and I'm like, hey, what the fuck do you mean surrounded by Indians? And she goes, oh, you know, like the phrase? And I was like, no, I don't know, like the phrase. What does it mean? And she's like, well, you know, with like the pilgrims would be like having a camp, they would, they'd have to be really quiet if they were surrounded by Indians or they would kill them. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so how does that apply to what happened at work today? <laughs> she was like, well, we were really busy and couldn't talk. And I was like, no one was going to kill us. <laughs> Why did you say surrounded by Indians? Do you think that the person you were talking to will know what you mean? She goes, I didn't even think about it. I was like, so you just called someone for work and then said you were surrounded by Indians. They probably thought you were saying, like, I couldn't talk to you because I'm racist, specifically against Indian people, and I refuse to do business in front of them. (laughs) She was like, no, they knew what I meant. I was like, oh, so they knew you meant, you thought you were a pilgrim about to be murdered by Indians, (laughs) so you had to be real, real quiet? I was like, holy fucking shit. Did she feel embarrassed or guilty? Yeah. yeah, we laughed for a long time about it. It's my mom. Where do you think I got it from? Like, it's pretty good. We're both kind of weird retarded. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know if you ever hear someone else who can corroborate that phrase. Yeah, I don't think I will. <laughs> do you have any phobias? Yeah, what? existing. That's No, that's not what I'm talking about. Like, Does anything make you like irrationally scared? Mm, irrationally, no. So one time I wrote a joke that I thought people with phobias were just like retarded because one part of their brain was just like, oh, you're retarded. You're scared of spiders or heights or whatever. Like when I do bungee jumping and like scary stuff, my balls go up in my chest and it's scary, but I do it. And it's also a rational fear. I'm very up high. I, I found out I have a phobia and I, and I thought it might be the case a couple years ago, but I confirmed this week that I do indeed. I cannot handle mascots. <laughs> can't do it man furry porn no it's not not animated shit not fucking digital i'm talking about in real life do you know what furries are 
they're people that dress like dress like mascots. And yeah, and no. fuck each other. Yeah, I don't. How, does, how do you feel about that? That's weird. I I probably couldn't be around it though. It would probably scare me. I could look at it, but I couldn't be around it. Would you have sex with your wife while she was dressed like a mascot? No, no, I would not. No, I would not. Absolutely really? not. No, absolutely not. No, I don't like it. <laughs> uh, dude, so here's the thing. So I was at Eskimo Joe's in Stillwater, Oklahoma, and their mascots are an Eskimo and a big husky dog that's with him. And so there is like an eight foot tall Eskimo with this huge smile, like ear to ear, and like very stereotypical Eskimo features, like black hair, and then like you know what an Eskimo looks like—they like freckles and like round eyes, kind of thing. So there's one of those, and then there's a giant husky, but they're both blown up like claymation figures, and they have huge hands, and they have mesh grills, and they both have unwavering facial expressions, and they just keep doing shit and walking over, and someone told them that they bothered me, so they kept coming back over by me, and they would just be like, oh, this is cool, and they would touch me on the arm. I was like, stop, please stop touching me. I don't like it. Like, I was about to fight a mascot, because they make me very uncomfortable inside, and even now, thinking about it, I'm getting uncomfortable, but I realize that I'm a little bit retarded. <laughs> like, yeah, that's weird. It's just a person. That is very suit. irrational. I know, but I want to hurt them when they get close to me. Like I'm like I don't like you at all. Do you remember on one of the the older Giggle Boys back when we did with Gary when we pulled up that video of the Pluto at Disneyland chasing the kid <laughs> and he's just like pointing. It's so good. The lady points at Pluto and then he just points back at her. It's fucking incredible. <laughs> There's something really funny about people pointing when they're angry. Yeah. Yeah. I Like just trying to direct all of their energy through their hand. I watched a video. To not make contact. I'll show you after this. It's two guys who get in a road rage fight in Iowa. And there's one dude and he's like kind of bent in half on the ground. And there's another dude sprawled on top of him with big long hair. And he's just throwing these big sweeping punches into the guy's ribs that's under him. And they're not good. Like, it's not like MMA good. But the guy's got a little bit of training. He's throwing these punches and sprawling out. And then the dude under him starts to back up. And he holds him by the neck and keeps him bent. And then the guy that's getting beat up goes, hey, all right, all right, I'm good. I'm good. You win. I'm good. Let's get out of here for the cop to come. And the guy goes, okay. And they shake hands and they just get back in their cars. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, what the fuck? Dude, I have to pee so bad. All right, well, go pee and I'll think of something good. How much time are we at? Do we even need to do a full hour? Yes, we, we do. We have no sponsors yet. Yeah, but how will they sponsor us if they don't know if we're sponsor worthy, you fuck? Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. Is that... I don't think I've been through enough hardship to appreciate 90s rhythm and blues. The lucky thing is this is going to be a post-edited episode, so this part can be... Uh... Oh, cut out. Hey, Sean, uh, do us a favor and cut out this whole bathroom break. Yeah, that's perfect. Because, like, the, the topic of the episode, that's kind of 
in the background for the mm-hmm. most part. It's like anytime we run out of shit to say, it's like, okay, back to the notes. Mm-hmm. You all always have something to talk about, so there's, yeah. there's very little. That's one of the things I've gotten to is that we need that structure. Because we'll get off on a tangent, like the Tulum story. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a fun analogy, but really you don't have to worry about it until like episode 50, episode 70. Like the, the first, really like the first hundred episodes is just kind of feeling it out. Yeah. Uh, having for especially for a show that's structured like this, like this this whole format, mm-hmm. having bits or segments or something like that really really helps with the the retention of the listeners because they yeah. know what to what to look forward to and what to expect. So. I totally thought it would be fun if we started adding to the end of episodes or putting on Patreon. We just found strangers and have them as a guest and just, <laughs> just find someone. <laughs> that knows nothing about us that we know nothing about and it's like hey do you want to do a comedy podcast and then just have them third wheel for an episode and just <laughs> kind of get to know them a little bit dude if if you guys can fucking pull that off and, and carry it regardless of what they do yeah. that would be fucking gold because like we can talk over somebody and, yeah. and it could also be very funny like shut up stop yeah. <laughs> like, you're a stranger we're comedians this isn't your show yeah dude but, that, yeah that would be just because I think it'd be very funny for people to be like, Giggle Boys featured a complete stranger. Yeah. <laughs> With special guest and then just some name that nobody ever fucking recognizes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, yeah, that, that would be fun. I, I think that, and then I also wanted to start going with him and get like a dash cam and just driving around Austin and when someone was just a bad driver in front of us, just go and interview them. Hey, you're the worst fucking. You're the worst fucking driver we've seen today. We just wanted to get to know more about you. Where are you going right now? Like, what's what's going on? Why are you in such a goddamn hurry? It would be so much fun to follow people to their house. And be like, no, 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 it's for a podcast. No, it's for a podcast. We just want to know you're a terrible fucking driver, and we wanted to interview you. Is that possible? Sam did that. No, can we do that though? That's yeah. Show. Yeah. We'll just drive around, and when someone cuts us off, we just follow them home. After September first, so I can bring my gun. Oh, okay. That I don't have. <laughs> I uh, this seems like a bad idea. No, we should have a gun. People all right, Sean, guns. you can punch back in. Yeah, all right, cut back in. We were just talking about how funny it would be to follow people home when they're bad drivers. Because I got a friend who did that. Yeah, he's a he's <laughs> the, the same friend that pulled the head off of the chicken. Yeah, <laughs> fucking. He, he, he said when he was in high school, he used to just follow people just to see what would happen. And then this one time, this they followed this family home. And the dad gets out of his car and he's like, everyone get inside. <laughs> he starts like freaking out. And then I guess they would just leave yeah. after they saw him freak out. That's funny. So one time I think I was. But yeah, he was like a minor at the time. Yeah. So, so free, I was like, whatever. Free crimes. You can Dude, do I all was the crimes about that. until you're 18. Being a minor is such a cop out. Like if, if a little kid, like, okay, I got molested. Yeah, just be in the porn, you fucking minor. <laughs> Such a cop out. I got molested by a kid a few years ago. I was in I was in a Whole Foods in Hawaii, and this like little this like two year old kid is like just running, not paying attention, and then he looks over at me, and he's running towards me, and he puts his hand out to like stop himself and just grabs my dick, and I was like, "What the fuck, man?" That was very uncomfortable, but no one cares about how I feel about it because I'm an adult. But I just got my dick grabbed. And it was not fucking cool. And you should... Is there... Can you hit kids in self-defense? I don't think so. No. You should be allowed to hit kids back. They need to learn. They need to be taught a lesson. They come into this earth with all this fucking entitlement and bullshit. And they need to just be smacked around. Not by their own parents, though. 
but by strangers. Because they don't need, like, the crushing soullessness of, like, the only person they trust and love beating them. But, like, they need to know not to trust the world and also that the world will bite back. (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) I feel like I'm on the right side of history with this one. You want your kids to be good. They need to be beaten by strangers. <laughs> yeah. So are you going to put your money where your mouth is and start beating up strangers' kids? Well, I'll I... watch that. I'll watch that for sure. <laughs> I will... You should wait until after September so you have your gun. <laughs> we could set up like a nonprofit, like backwards daycare. <laughs> hey, bring us your kids. We'll abuse them. <laughs> We're just like the church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they already did that, I guess. Yeah, you're hack. You're just doing the, you're doing the church's bit now. Okay, I hate to jump in, but no joke, Dan Holloway had the exact same idea just about two months ago. <laughs> to abuse strangers abusing children? Yes. Holy shit. Of course It, it was did. a charity. <laughs> God damn it, I love Dan so much. I wish oh. I said that two weeks ago. Oh, man. Dan came to a comedy show that I was on, and uh, <laughs> same, I fucking bombed. I I crushed. But what was even funnier is that before him, there were a couple. Like before I went on, there were a couple people that didn't do so great. And he goes, "Huh, this is comedy, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "No, they're very good." And he goes, "Okay." <laughs> and I was like, "Cause I did really good. Like I I would like seven or eight out of ten. Like, everybody laughed at all the jokes. Like, I didn't murder, murder, but it was good. And I got off stage and, like, a couple fist bumps from comedians and audience members. And I walked up. No eye contact from Dan. Just straight ahead, like, well, there's another comedian coming on. I got to watch them, too. <laughs> Love me! <laughs> yeah, he's definitely got a resting murderer face. Yeah. But you can see why people are like, you know, if anyone has daddy issues, they're like, I want Dan to love me. He's very withholding. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, Give me praise, damn it. I worked hard. Or whatever. <laughs> Wait, what? What? <laughs> Sorry, I've been to therapy in a couple weeks. <laughs> oh, you get it? Yeah. <laughs> Goop gets it. It's fine. We have, you're different. Your dad's gay. <laughs> you have mommy issues. Except if there's a stern-faced woman. <laughs> also Goop. Yeah. <laughs> My dad has son issues. I don't have daddy issues. <laughs> Dude, so I've, I've been feeling like a bomb was going to come on, and I was sure it was going to happen. Obama? <laughs> He's going to come on the podcast next week in his tan suit. No, so I feeling a, I have been feeling a bomb coming on, like performance-wise. Because even when it hasn't gone well recently, it's still been redeemable. There's been... Like, yeah, same. I feel like I don't deserve it. So I had been feeling that. And so then Saturday, I was booked for a 6 p.m. show at the Blue Starlight Urban Drive-In where we performed in the forest category there so it's a little forest with a big inflatable screen behind us and then there's horror movie props all over when you say us are you trying to remind me of a thing that me and you did together or are you talking about you and the other people me and the other people okay yeah you were not there i didn't think so it didn't sound familiar you're in tell them so (laughs) so me and the other comedians are standing in the back but so there's like 20 chairs out and then there's a big movie screen where they could show movies but it's 6 p.m the sun's out so instead we do comedy but the cord on the microphone is only about six feet, so you have to stand pretty close to the projector. So for everybody, like, here down, it's just like a screensaver. 
<laughs> from the projector because <laughs> it had to be on for the sound. <laughs> so, so everyone was basically. And then in a there were also uh, just four audience members. <laughs> there was a couple over here and a couple over here. The couple over here were from Lavernia, a small town southwest of San Antonio. They had been together six months. They were in their maybe late thirties, early forties. And then the couple over here, they had been together. The guy got the answer very wrong. The girl was like, we've been together a year. He looked racially ambiguous. He claimed to be black. No one believed him the whole show. Uh, he got a lot of shit. But that was it. That was the audience. And then there were also three other comedians. And then Brittany, my wife. So that's everybody that's there. And I was like, oh, well, this is going to be a bad one. And then I watched the comedians before me go. And anything they did that was like a little raunchy or touchy, like the, neither couple really enjoyed Oh no, this isn't going to go great. And then I just, I got up and I told the story of the time I gave my mom 100 milligrams of weed. <laughs> like, she just freaked out and they loved it. Both groups loved it. We had a great time. And then I kind of broke down. I was telling them about how, uh, you know, generally in comedy, if a joke doesn't work, it's nice because there's a big group of people and I can look at these people who do like the joke. So if you guys didn't like the joke, I could find someone else. But right now it's just alternating between disappointing two groups of people. It feels like childhood. My parents were divorced. <laughs> and I was so happy. That's why I thought of it, because I said that. But it went well. That one went well. So it'll probably be tomorrow in Georgetown, because I'm doing a clean set, which I didn't know when I said yes. But he told me today, he's like, hey, tomorrow, I uh, probably want you to work clean. I was like, oh, I don't. How about I don't do that? Like, what am I going to do? My clothes are just replace penis and pussy and all that with just like pee pee and hoo ha. <laughs> just do my clothes are with a bunch of fucking 60s euphemisms for genitals. I mean, that doesn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Whose ding dong is it? <laughs> I've heard from professional comedians that if you just skirt around specific curse words, you can still be considered clean. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> I think Bill Dawes said that actually. Yeah. See, like, I just, for me, when I try to, I, I'll try, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try and see if I can do, I'm going to probably do my joke about giving drugs to the homeless. Because I feel like that's PG-13, you know? And then, can I talk about wanting to murder people? Is that, <laughs> I want to murder bicyclists? Is that clean? Um, No, probably not. I can't talk about wanting to kill? Maybe kill. Maybe not the word murder. Okay. Because murder is a crime. Well, that's it's why I felony. can't do it. That's in the joke. killing is. I, say I can't do murder. killing's not necessarily illegal. Okay, but murder's a legal term. Isn't it weird that manslaughter and man's laughter are just this close? Makes sense to me. <laughs> I giggle. <laughs> I killed you with my car accidentally. It caused a man's laughter. Welcome back to man's laughter, men. <laughs> oh, laughter, men! Men's laughter, giggle, boys. Twenty fucking three. <laughs> That's the devil. Have you seen that with Jim Carrey? The number 23? No. He finds the number 23 in everything, but it starts to be increasingly convoluted. So he'll just, like, someone will mention, like, oh, it's on this date. And he'll be like, oh, this divided by this over the square root of pi. 20 fucking three. That just sounds like a schizophrenic with a Two calculator. divided by three is point six six six. It was a devil thing. I don't know. I saw it at a young age and just made fun of it to avoid being scared. I don't like scary movies whatsoever. Yeah, me neither. I don't get the the allure of being like, ooh, I'm going to shit my pants. Yeah, but I don't like being choked when I have sex either, but like some people do. You know, so I, like, I, I figure people that like horror movies probably like getting choked. 
Like, ooh, the thrill of almost death. Like, I got scared. I liked it or whatever. Like, you come weird, you know? Like, I, <laughs> for me, I just like the good parts, you know? <laughs> like, I like movies that make me feel good inside. <laughs> Not movies that are like, ah, the whole time. I like that. I was talking on stage about how you have to love the suffering in life because it's going to happen no matter what, so you might as well, like, embrace it. I can see why this bombed. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, choke me, universe. I mean, Slap me around a little bit, life. I think it's funny. You're like an S&M just for, like... Well, I was talking about how I was suffering because of how bad I was doing on stage. Oh, yeah. The, imagine how they felt. <laughs> <laughs> Better. No. No one was staring at them. No, dude. Watching people bomb on stage is almost as Yeah, no, that's that's true. Because I was at least... It sucked, but I was still getting to do my favorite thing. Yeah. It's like cocaine blowjobs. Like, getting a blowjob on cocaine, like, it sucks because you're bombing that blowjob. You just have a limp, soft dick. But, like, it still feels amazing. Like, you're still like, I'm still doing my favorite thing. I don't know about amazing, just, but... like, it sucks for you. <laughs> yeah, literally. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with that metaphor. Yeah. I'm getting better at metaphors. I've been practicing. Because <laughs> after I told Malik... He needed to relax his butthole by smoking weed. I was like, I should probably work on how I do comparisons <laughs> to strangers. Because <laughs> I can say those things to you and my wife, occasionally my mom, you know, people that love me unconditionally. But I can't really say it to, you know, podcast guests. No, I have conditions for my love for you. No, I don't accept them. <laughs> You never sent me terms and conditions. Emotion I did, denied. I did not accept. Yeah, the end user licensing agreement on this friendship was very short. All right, you want to get out of here? Uh, I. It's like uh, like a heroin. That I don't want it to be over. I feel like we need like one more good laugh. You don't have anything else funny you did? Did you beat up anyone? Did you did you did you try any acrobatics? <laughs> Floundering. I uh, I took a new fighter picture today for the posters. Oh, you're going to be fight? Continuing to. Oh, how about this? We can tell the roast jokes that we told because the video didn't get added. The thing. Or should we add it to this? It's episode? on Patreon. It's on Patreon? I think. I don't know. The roast jokes are very good. Yours were. Yours were good, too. I think that the people... Mine were watch not this bad, but yours... like it better than... The people that did at the show. Because the people at the show had no background. You still have yours? I opened up. I said that uh, Eli invented diet roofies. Because so, the only thing worse than raping a chick is raping a fat chick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The 29th. It's on Patreon. No, it is? All right. Well, that was a teaser. <laughs> they get better. <laughs> Patreon.com slash giggleboys. Yeah, go check us out. Uh, share us with your friends. People seem to be enjoying the podcast when they watch it. Um, we just need more people to watch it, right? Yeah. People, uh, uh, there's someone that keeps telling us we need to get an SEO expert for YouTube. Who said that? Uh, his, his name is Mike Madness. He said it in the live chat a couple times and left a comment on the most recent video. I'm watching. I'm trying. But the problem is that we say cunt and things like that. And YouTube doesn't like that. So they're not going to, like, put us in their algorithm. Right? Yeah, but, like. We should probably do something. 
What do you think? Hey, are you an SEO expert? Reach out. Uh, oh, and go follow Eli's new Instagram because he got kicked off <laughs> somehow, and you were on, I guess, a bunch of ketamine and don't know how it happened. Yeah, that's <laughs> accurate. Because I, it, I didn't even find out from you. Mars messaged me and was like, "What happened to Eli's Instagram?" I had like four people text me the next day, like, "Hey, did you block me?" Well, I went onto it and it said that there was a profile still there, but it had zero posts, and all your fucking profile description was still there. And I was like, "Oh." I've had a few people say that they know a guy who can help me get it back, but I'm not. I'm just going to accept the fate that Octavius Thunder is dead. I hate women's shot put in the Olympics. What's that? It, it, you know what shot put is? No. It's where they throw a big heavy ball. What? Like I didn't. I Yeah, I know what that is. I just don't know what women's means. What? <laughs> 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 I was surrounded by Indians Just mentally <laughs> I couldn't get the words out You understand Shot put is where you throw a big heavy ball And you, you go And you throw a big heavy ball And Is that when you like spin around? Yeah You do okay. a fun, fun little dance And it's fine I guess if you want to throw a big heavy ball real far Like I get that I, the women but what about sh- a tiny one? The women's shot put chick. Could go way further. She was being a super asshole in the locker room. She did the thing that makes me the most mad is she played her music real loud, like just on her phone, and took a TikTok of her annoying all the other people from the other countries and being like, it's my fucking music. I don't give a shit. I'm an Olympian. It's like, yeah, so are all of them. But then, but then, so I saw that and I was like, I fucking hate this person. And then I was like, I want to find out more to hate them more. And then I found out that right after she won the silver medal, her mom died. So I was like, <laughs> maybe don't be an asshole with your music and you can talk to your mom. You know, you piece of shit. Don't play your fucking music loud. Off your fu-. It made me so mad. But so I tweeted about it and I was like, this person's mom's last word were, I'm so glad I don't have to listen to my daughter's music in public anymore. <laughs> But I don't have any followers on Twitter, so nothing happened. But <laughs> whatever. What was her name? I don't remember. I I can find it. <laughs> because <laughs> as soon as I found out her mom died, I felt a very weird like, yeah. <laughs> 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 you, you should never. That's pretty out. funny and hilarious that you even found that out. <laughs> I have a couple of tweets I think are pretty good. Oh, her name is Raven Saunders. Uh <laughs> Uh, and then I also said uh, that <laughs> Greg Abbott is asking for out-of-state help with COVID. He put his fingers together and said, please help. It's gotten wheelie bad. Kelly's <laughs> in a wheelchair. <laughs> I did have one that got a few oh, likes. Oh, okay. People that call Fallout Boy an emo band aren't even suicidal. <laughs> I was looking for a wheelchair joke when you started that sentence. and then... Yeah, I said, please, it's wheelie bad. <laughs> There was a there was a a meme about California talking in that the anime like, voice Tom and Jerry I don't know they didn't talk oh yeah the anime voice let's yeah. go with that no it's like a Boston like a, ma- a mouse that lives in the sewer in New York City <laughs> yeah that accent like a five old mouse know. a five old mousekowitz voice. <laughs> Fievel had a Jewish cousin. Fievel was Jewish. His name's Mouskowitz. Wait, is real? That was real. 
Yeah, uh, what? I, I, I haven't seen it since I was a child. I assume Five goes west. He wears a normal hat. I didn't see a yarmulke. I didn't know he was a Jewish mouse. No, he doesn't wear a normal hat. He wears one of those ones that only Jews and DJs wear. He wears a train conductor's hat. And train conductors, okay. <laughs> and old men that play chess, which are probably one of the three. So Fievel was going west to find a synagogue? Or, like, what was the purpose of his journey then? I think the uh, Dude, I... Was there a train involved? Was it to, like, put more oil on the Honestly, I've, heard, for, I've like, heard William show? Montgomery set more times than I have seen that movie. And he has a whole thing about Fievel f- goes west... Being part of the Holocaust. That's no. It's the story of it, it's the movie that he pitches about the squirrel family that lives in a tree during World War II. Yeah. So I'm it, forgetting if I'm thinking of the movie or his comedy. It's the best joke. It every time I've seen it like six times, and every time I laugh so fucking hard. That and Derek Poston's joke about uh, fucking Officer Rabbit from Zootopia. I haven't seen that. You haven't seen that? Oh my god. He does a very detailed and graphic act out, and it is incredible. If he was doing it on the Chitlin circuit, he would have been arrested. That's how graphic it is. Arrested? Yeah, dude. People got arrested for obscenity and like all for, this stuff. For their words? Jokes. Yeah, for saying words on stage. People In America? Arrested. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like 50 what, years what ago, about 60 years, 70 years ago. Jesus, time flies. Black but. people? Every people. White people got arrested for saying well, like, words. Dude, like, comedy wasn't even integrated until, like, the Yeah, but 60s. the First Amendment was. Yeah, but they didn't give a shit. You, dude, the uh, chief... That's not how that no, no, works. No, no, no. The chief of police in Chicago went to a place called, like, fuck, I don't remember the name, Horns of Fire or something like that, Wings of Fire, but it was a theater where George Carlin, another guy, and Lenny Bruce were performing, and, they, and Lenny Bruce was doing, like, a 17-day set, and he was getting paid obscene amounts of money, and the chief of the fucking Chicago police went up to the theater owner and said, if he talks, sh- I'm coming to you as a Catholic, if he talks shit about the church or the pope, I'm revoking your license and I'm arresting everyone in here. And sure as shit, Lenny went up there and did his fucking jokes. And then the cops came in. And, and then when they started approaching him, he, there was a drum set on the stage. He grabbed a drumstick and started hitting the cymbal going, did you come? <laughs> did you come? <laughs> and then they arrested him for upsetting because he was just like being a dick. And then George Carlin was like, no, fuck you. I'm not giving you my ID. And so they arrested him, too. But this was like the 60s, like 1960s. People were getting arrested. For making, <laughs> not the 1860s. Making, yeah, this wasn't during the Civil War. You know, George Carlin wasn't like, pause, Antietam. This wasn't have, 62 AD. Crazy, this is called the modern man intermission. And I'm going to do a clever little rap now. I, I That's just insane to me that. You could get arrested for saying words in this country. Yeah. I thought now was the point where they were like, fuck the First Amendment. Let's reel that back. No, dude. So the term blue comedy, when they just like, so the word blue being used to describe stuff that's off color, raunchy has been around for a while, but the origins. of I thought it meant Jeff Foxworthy. God damn it. (laughs) You might be a piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) So they're back in the like performance house days where you would go. So they had these guys. You would do a 12-minute set four times a day. You would go do your set. Then they'd have a band, and then they'd play an hour movie. They would start at like 7 a.m., and they'd have four shows a day, and you would go do a week-long engagement as a comic, and you'd make like 20 grand in a fucking week back when that was like money. So they would go and do these presentation houses, but fuck, what was I talking about? It was good. I'm high. What was I saying? You were talking about the origins of the oh, term blue. blue. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Eli. I was still thinking about Five Goes West. Yeah. 
thing about. So, and also, you can still be arrested for obscenity. Obscenity isn't covered by the First Amendment. Yeah. Fucked up, huh? That... We better take this podcast down. No. No, I'm fighting. I'm fighting for our right to swear words. But so they, when uh, a comic would go up and do their set at the presentation house, if an audience member found anything to be too offensive or objectionable, they would put a note in a blue envelope and give it to the producer of the show, and the comic would be given these notes and the blue stuff of what they were not allowed to perform anymore. Crazy, right? That's stupid. Dude, there were so many of these people that like weren't allowed to say swear words. You weren't allowed to talk about sex. All the jokes were fucking stolen, like I told you. But they would do jokes out of joke books. Like, you had standard kinds of jokes you had to do. Like, it wasn't until, uh, fuck, I'm trying to remember who it was. I got to go back and listen. But, like, uh, I think it was Lenny Bruce, essentially. But, like, people didn't talk about themselves or do jokes from their point of view. They would do jokes about their mother-in-law and not have a mother-in-law. And, like, all of them did race jokes. Like, a big part of it was, like, let me do my Kraut jokes. Let me do my Mick jokes. Let me do my Guinea jokes. And they and they would do all those. And then they would do all of their black jokes and use the N-word for it. And that was their jokes. And that happened all the way up until World War II. And then after the whole Hitler thing, they are like, no more racist jokes. So another casualty of World War II, racist jokes. <laughs> Hitler killed the racist joke. What do you think about that? Damn it, Hitler. Right? He killed it, and then he helped them much later. But, like, <laughs> it's just so... <laughs> It's so crazy. Indirectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's so crazy to me to hear all these people. And, like, at the end of his career, Lenny Bruce, who is, like, this huge modern person who influenced George Carlin, who influenced Louis C.K., who's influenced, like, our whole generation of comics. Like, that dude died from, like, he was his house was getting foreclosed upon. He was doing heroin all the time. He was miserable. He wasn't funny anymore. And then he fucking died, just like a nobody. And then after he died, he became, like, a martyr for the cause of... He spent all of his money trying to fight all these obscenity charges. And the other thing is he was selling drugs and doing drugs the whole time to afford to do stand-up before it paid him anything. And then he just kept selling drugs and doing them a lot. So he would get like in trouble for obscenity, and then he'd be like, all right, we'll drop those charges. But you is he have a gram of heroin. Is he old enough to not be on YouTube? So the problem— I, that- I've heard his name, but I haven't— I can tell so you anything the thing about that's him. That's also really interesting. All of his sets that he did where everybody loved him and all the comics that loved him, where it's kind of like a Joey Diaz thing where like you have to be there to appreciate it. I didn't think Joey Diaz was very funny until I saw him the first time live and I couldn't breathe. I laughed so hard because he's so fucking funny. But it's because of the way he manipulates the energy of a room. But like Lenny Bruce would do that and would do this at strip clubs and would do this at comedy clubs and get kicked out of places. But then when he would record albums, you weren't allowed to record obscene shit like that yet. That didn't start until Red Fox. So Lenny Bruce would uh, like record these clean versions of him, but it was just like this anesthetized version of Lenny Bruce, so it sucked. So if you go back and you listen to it, that was the intro to the book, as they say, you know, Lenny Bruce inspired George Carlin, who inspired Louis C.K., but most of Louis C.K.'s fans will not appreciate Lenny Bruce or his humor. And you go back, because like, what he was saying was shocking at the time, but you know nowadays it's what we hear shitty open micers say. Yeah, there's a lot of that when you look at old comedy. It's like... This is hacky. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, I guess, at the time. Or maybe it was in a lot of cases, too, but just a lot of old... Basically, I think comedy is the best it's ever been. Well, to my taste, it is. But, like, (laughs) we're standing on the shoulders of those people that had to literally fight to be able to do it and steal jokes and con and do all these crimes to be able to afford to go and do these jokes to begin with. And, like... 
Well, thank you for your service. Yeah, right? Like I, I, so I used to have a very shitty opinion that George Carlin sucked. I was like, he's not funny. And, it, and it's because I watched him at like the end of his career. Where you don't beat. feel that way anymore? I don't. I have such a giant, profound respect for the man. Because I, so I went back, when I tried to find a respect for him after I really got into comedy and doing it, I went back and listened to his album Class Clown, and he does armpit farts on stage. And I was like, fuck this guy. How is that a creative genius? Like, he's doing armpit farts on stage. Fuck him. And then, like, as listening to the history of this and, like, how he started there, like, what he was doing was fucking insane. And the way that he changed and morphed and took on all these different styles while he was doing shit tons of drugs and inspiring all these other comics, like, all right, we'll give you another go, Georgie boy. Good. Yeah. I'm, yeah, he's, uh, I wouldn't say he's one of my favorites, but uh, I would never say anything bad about him. This makes me concerned, though, if I start learning about music, I'm going to end up liking the Beatles, and that would be devastating. You don't like the Beatles either? All right, cool. I think they're dog shit. It's every song on the Across the Universe soundtrack was so much better because it was not by the Beatles singing a decent song. But it's just like, God damn it. I want to hold your gun in your mouth. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, fucking, uh, I wish the Yellow Submarine had sank. You know? I was going to say, maybe you just haven't listened to them enough, but then you just drop two tracks with a joke. <laughs> Here's the best part. So it's, my old, bo- a different old boss that I was talking about before, my old boss Scott, he is a huge fan of the Beatles and has Beatles paintings all over his wall. And when I would work there, I like I would tell him like, "Fuck the Beatles, Scott. The Beatles fucking suck." And then he'd be like, "No, dude, you got to listen to their album Rubber Soul." I was like, "Why do you think I would like that one? Because of my music taste?" And he goes, "No, he says a bunch of fucked up stuff about like killing his wife. You'll love that." And I was like, "So you think the way to talk me into liking the Beatles is he talks about killing his wife?" He goes, "Yeah." I was like, all right, Scott. <laughs> well, now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, do you want to be done now? Yeah. All right. Tune in next do you, week. Do you, are you doing comedy again anytime soon? I hope. <laughs> no planned shows? No. I've got... I was supposed to do Guns and Giggles on the 21st, but I think I'm going to fight someone. All right, well, if you don't fight someone, you should do Guns and Giggles. I'm also doing Guns and Giggles on the 21st. Doing a 7 p.m. show at Sunset, 8 p.m. at Guns and Giggles, and then 10 p.m. at Sunset. I got September 5th at the Vulcan in Austin, and I should have some stuff what coming up. What day of the week? In, uh, I think that one's a Tuesday, but I've got some stuff coming up in Dallas, Oklahoma City, and Tulsa. So, oh, nice. Yeah. Baby boy going to be doing some comedies. I just got back from Houston. It was great. But, yeah, get Giggle Boys on the move. Giggleboys.com slash Patreon. Patreon.com slash Giggleboys. No! (laughs) All right, bye.